This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families. Welcome to episode 45 of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode with Scarlett Lewis from the Choose Love Movement. Families, I'm telling you, you are in for a treat. Scarlett is one of the most inspirational humans I have ever had the honor of spending time with. When Terry and I pushed end on this recording, we literally just looked at each other and were speechless. All all we could do was just hug each other and reflect over the next, you know, um, few hours about what an incredible conversation this was that we um, got to have with Scarlett. So um, just a little bit more about Scarlett's story. So Scarlett is the mama of a little boy named Jesse Lewis, who was in the first grade and lost his life in the Sandy Hook mass school shooting. And can you, I mean, can you, even imagine a greater loss or tragedy to have to um, cope with and heal from as a mother, right? It's, it's, I remember when that school shooting happened, how, I mean, every single school school shooting we have here in America rips my heart out, but that one especially, right? I mean, so many children lost their lives that day and it just, it just ripped all of our hearts apart, right? And so to, to be able to hear what happened that day when Scarlett came home, um, the, the no that Jesse left um, her and his brother and just to hear what Scarlett chose to do as far as creating a legacy out of Jesse's life and continuing um, this voice and this message that he left behind is is just so inspirational. It really will bring you to tears. So enjoy this lesson, families. Go check out Scarlett's work. Be part of her movement. And um, we've, we've included all of the information over on the show notes page. So you can find all the links um, over on freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 45. Okay, guys, enjoy. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to our episode today. We are so excited to have you guys joining us for a very special interview with Scarlett Lewis from the Choose Love Movement, from the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement. Welcome, Scarlett. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Wendy and Terry. It's great being here. Yay! So, listeners, um, this is a very, very, very special conversation. We are going to talk to Scarlett today about her nonprofit organization and their um, their core concepts that they teach through it, um, which they call the Choose Love Formula. And so, let me tell you a little bit more about Scarlett and um, why she founded the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement. So. Um, Scarlett um, is one of the most courageous, bravest souls I think I've ever had the honor of um, now knowing. Thank God that we get to interview you and hopefully call you a friend after this, Scarlett. (laughs) But um, she founded the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement after her son, Jesse, was murdered during the Sandy Hook Elementary School tragedy in December 2012. 
So Scarlett has decided to be part of the solution to issues in society, and that and that um, also caused the tragedy. She travels across the United States and internationally to promote the Choose Love Enrichment Program at a no-cost, comprehensive character development and social and emotional learning program, empowering educators and students to choose love. And now the family of Choose Love programs for educators, for parents, and for community leaders has been downloaded in all 50 states, yes, yes. and in nearly <laughs> 90 countries. 100 countries. Oh Ooh. my gosh, let's cross that out, 100 countries. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so, yeah, yeah so specifically, Scarlett's going to talk to us about learning and understanding the Choose Love formula, which includes courage gratitude, forgiveness, and compassion in action. And I'm going to pass the microphone over here to you in a second here, Scarlett, so you can really introduce yourself um, and just tell us more about your story and, and, and um, all of it. But I do want to start off by just telling you, honestly, like what an honor it is to be here mm. with you today. I was, um, you know, just going through your work and preparing for this interview and this this um, wave of emotion came over me, right? And I realized, mm -hmm. like, last night, we had this hilarious thing happen last night where our, I set the smoke alarm off last night because <laughs> I was cooking portobello mushrooms. And Terry always gets up there and gets it down and, he, you know, he shuts it off and he put it outside on the front porch. But for some odd reason, it started going off in the middle of the night and it took us, like, 20 minutes to figure oh it out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this so is... It was awful. The neighbors woke up. Oh my gosh. But it caused me to have Jesse. <laughs> yes, right. I okay, perfect. That, that was you my said first that. thought. Yes. Okay. So as we're as we're like go, trying to go back to sleep, and you know, we're just up at that point in the middle of the night. And I, of course, am just so in, excited about this interview. And I'm sitting there just thinking about it and and just like uh, and I was realized I was kind of going through my thoughts and so last night as I was preparing and I had this wave of emotion come over me I realized that this was not a wave of sadness um this was actually the emotion that I was feeling so deeply was an extension of joy because mm. when I see what you are doing and what Jesse has left as a legacy and the joy and the just what he put into the world um, and and just the notes and the messages he sent mm. to mm -hmm. us as a society, to your community, um, to our families. Like it is just heavy in the most beautiful way. It's like the kind of joy that um, that I feel like brings me to my knees and I just it just feels like I'm in the presence of an angel. And so it's funny that you say that about the smoke alarm <laughs> because I think that totally could have been Jesse and that he is um, for sure with us in spirit today as we discuss this. And I can feel his spirit when you speak so eloquently about um, the work that you're doing with the Jesse Love Choose Love movement. And it just I just want you to know that um, we appreciate and admire your courage and your tenacity and um just what you are choosing to do um, with this tragedy. And uh, just thank you so much, Scarlett, from the bottom of our hearts for being here today. Thank you. It, it is, it's a huge privilege and I feel grateful every day. Mm, I love it. Okay, Scarlett. So, so take us back, you know, like I said, I, I want, I want this, this conversation today as, as listeners are tuning in, um, families from all over the world will be listening to this and, I really want um, the tone of our conversation today to honor Jesse's life. And Jesse, 
you know, you're going to tell the story, I'm sure, here in a second of, of, of the note he left and the note he left his brother. But he really just seemed like he was this little boy that not only was a hero, but he just lived with joy and purpose. And um, that's the tone I want to have to our conversation today is just to just to honor his life and his legacy. And um, with that said, tell us, take take us back to that that awful day and and the note that you had when you came home, um, the note you found to his brother, and tell us, you know, how that um, led you to, to start this movement. Absolutely. So I, I'm a, I was a single mom, a full-time job, long commute, that whole thing. And, uh, and so interestingly enough, of course, something like that can never happen to you. It happens to you know, people on the cover of People magazine, but yeah. not in a in not in a little sleepy uh, neighborhood like Sandy Hook with stone walls. I mean, you hear the, you hear my chickens. Yes, uh-huh. I just heard him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rooster, Goldie, uh, behind me, and uh, and so um, you know, was ju- just definitely in in shock and. Uh, the first time I came home about three days later, because my mom also lives in town and I just, I just went to my mom's afterwards and, uh, kind of hid out there. Yeah. And, uh, but we did come back to the farm, uh, to actually to get Jesse's clothes for the funeral to yeah. dress him actually. And, uh, so it was on my way out and I had his clothes in my arms that I found this message that he had written on our kitchen chalkboard shortly before he died three words, nurturing, healing, love, uh, phonetically spelled, you know, and, and in little six-year-old oh, first grade kind of writing. Right. Wow. Uh, and then, and, and as tall as he was, cause you know, he was, he was a first grader. Um, but I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I it stopped me in my tracks. I knew instantly that if the former student uh, the, the, the shooter who had been a former student whose mother had taught at the school, if he had been able to give and receive nurturing, healing, love, the tragedy would never have happened. It was as simple as that. And I knew right then and there that that was a message, uh, that Jesse had left. There was a spiritual awareness that he wasn't going to be around for very much longer. He wanted to leave a message of, of hope, for his family and friends and comfort. But even more than that, this was where we needed to go in order to survive and then thrive. And I knew that I would be spending the rest of my life spreading this message. I mean, my my life obviously changed uh, that day, December 14th, 2012. But really, I changed everything about my life when I saw that message as well. I changed my entire focus. I quit my job and, uh, and I started this organization less than a month after that. I knew exactly what I was going to do. And, uh, and I knew that it was the solution because it addresses the cause of so much of the suffering that we're seeing in schools that then translates out into society. And I'm not just talking about violence and bullying. Yeah. And the bullying that that ultimately leads to that violence. But I'm talking about the isolation and loneliness that so many feel. I'm talking about the substance abuse issues. I'm talking about the mental health issues. I'm talking about trauma, 
um, I'm talking about so much of the suffering out there can be reduced and prevented by what we're doing. Yes. Oh my gosh. How beautiful. Yeah. Um, this is, I remember, um, gosh, it's, and, and I was thinking about this too. It's, it's awful that I don't remember which one, but there was, you know, one of the last school shootings, you know, everyone just wants to, to help, right? And you're just like, what do you do to help? What, what, you know, what angle you, do you do to come in and, and really take action and help be part of the, the solution or, or to, just to help people, right? And I've always felt this calling, being a positive parenting educator and having such a heart for families, is I, I hop right on. And I remember I did a live um, on social where I just taught about how we can teach social emotional literacy skills to our children. And so when I saw that you, this is, this is the, this is the way that um, you had chosen to move forward. It was so comforting to know um, that, you know, there's other warriors out there for peace and warriors that are are saying, this is the solution. This isn't a hokey, like we're teaching emotional, like feelings, like feel your feelings. It's like, no, we are teaching human beings, um, hopefully from a very young age, how to have, um, you know, as you say, healthy relationships how to have, um, you know, tell us about that, the, the compassion for one another and, and um, the ability to um, work through problems, right, with integrity and, and the ability, um, all those things you talk about. I, I can't wait for you to tell us more about it. And um, but tell, tell us about that. Well, and I'll just say the reason that you can't remember which school shooting is because it's our new normal, yeah. because we have one school-related shooting per week. 2018 was actually the deadliest year on record for school shootings. And and not many people know that. They don't even really show up in the news anymore um, because it is our new normal. And I did want to just throw that out there because that doesn't have to be our reality. Yeah, It literally doesn't. Every school shooting is preventable. Kids don't wake up in the morning and say that they're going to harm themselves and as many people as possible. That is a lifelong, uh, lifelong um, uh, journey of pain, disconnection, isolation, suffering, oftentimes bullying that leads to that. And that means that they're many opportunities along the way to disrupt that pathway to violence. And, uh, and you know, what we're talking about today is also called essential life skills and they are so vitally important. I mean, I've dedicated my life to this because not only do I know that this would have saved my son's life, it would have saved the shooter's life, and it could reduce and prevent so much of the suffering. Listen to what I'm saying. Reduce and even prevent the suffering. So how we're wired uh, with our brains to think is really in in a reactive manner, right? And we have this negative bias that's woven into Mm. our DNA. And so we focus on the negative. And we know that because the majority of our thoughts every day are negative and repetitive. Uh, We have tens of thousands of thoughts. Uh, Some experts say between 50 and 70,000. And we know between 70 and 80% of those thoughts are negative. And that's just everyone listening. It's just (laughs) on average. We know over 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. And, And it's through no fault of our own. 
we're wired to think like that. That is our survival uh, mode. And and our brains are actually created uh, to keep us alive, not to keep us happy. Yeah. And so that means that all of these, what we call essential life skills, how to have healthy relationships, how to manage our emotions, uh, how to not just be resilient, but to grow through difficulty. Everyone, everyone faces challenges, roadblocks, even pain and suffering in their life. And that's how we're shaped and molded as human beings. But we need to learn how to grow through that, how to make responsible decisions, all of these things and more uh, are, are absolutely necessary. And it's not just, it's like, don't take our word for it. There are actually decades of research. I love the research behind this because all of the latest (laughs) scientific research, all of the latest neuroscience point to the most important thing that we do on a daily basis is thoughtfully respond with love. And, and, you know, and, and that, that is, uh, you know, it's all about social and emotional character development, so vitally important. Um, And by the way, we're not born with these skills and tools. We have to learn them. We're born wired to survive, but we're not born with the ability to have response, meaningful connections, um, meaningful relationships, healthy relationships, managing our emotions, all these things we have to learn. And by the way, if we didn't learn them at home, and by the way, you can't give what you don't have as a parent. If your parents didn't learn them, they can't teach them and or in school, you get to be an adult and you don't necessarily have them. And and I, I always use myself as an example of that, because when I started researching what a solution to the Sandy Hook tragedy would be, uh, and I I came upon social and emotional learning, and by the way, I'd never heard of it before. Right. (laughs) And, uh, And I started looking at this and I thought, my gosh, I don't even have these skills and tools. And, you know, I I was a college graduate. I worked on Wall Street. I was a journalist. I, I, I had published a children's book, but that didn't make me socially and emotionally intelligent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. So I couldn't give my two boys what I didn't have. So at 44 years old, I started learning these skills and tools. And I can tell you today, seven years later, that I practice them every single day, all day long. And they've made my life so much better. uh, Every aspect of it, uh, despite my personal tragedy, that what we're talking about today is, you know, normally when you talk about social and emotional learning, you think about little kids, right? And even in education, um, traditionally, uh, administrators have thought about little kids. 
But actually, this is for everyone. (laughs) Everyone can benefit. Everyone. Uh, All age groups. That's why we have uh, a, a lifespan program. We call it Next Generation Lifespan Program because it's for all ages and it benefits all ages. Yes. Wow. We need a microphone drop, like yes. sound effect here. We need to get on that. I feel like I need the oh, sign to hold up that just like is like, yes. Everything you say, yeah. I'm like, yes. Well, this is so so much like our purpose, like wrapped up into um, a statement. And I love that you, um, you've done, you've got the science that you blended in there to back it up. But also just pointing out that we're all in this together. Because I think there's this, when, when we talk to people, it seems like people that actually get it usually have either reached a breaking point. You obviously reached one. Or yeah, I've pa- reached that too before. Or parents mm-hmm. have really just thrown their hands up and they want to try something different. Mm-hmm. But it's always so, I don't know, once you kind of learn and, and like even just listening to what you've said makes so much sense to us. And I, I imagine a lot of listeners are nodding their heads right now too. But mm-hmm. it's so countercultural. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like really like, you know, sometimes, you know, t- um, talking to people about investing in relationships, investing in their families, investing in, um, you know, ways to, um, just to relate to one another, you to just forgive, get a, to, have compassion, to forgive, to have you just get a blank stare back. And I think it's, um, you know, it's that wave of those negative thoughts working against every single person and, um, some people just say that's not for me, but I love how you're saying, no, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's, it's essential. For everybody. It's essential. Young, and old, I, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that COVID-19, you know, during this time, um, it has literally kicked us all off the hedonic treadmill, right? Of, of more, more, more work, work, work. <laughs> We're all at home with our families and I really do think now is the time for this understanding. There, there had to be a big shakeup. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because it is a different way of thinking. And when you do something new, when you make change, that actually takes a lot of courage. And I didn't realize, I mean, this just made so much sense to me. And, you know, Jesse... Uh, and our shooter were kind of priced out of the market of this social and emotional learning, which is, you know, essential life skills. Um, think about it. If our shooter had been able to give and receive nurturing, healing love, if he'd been able to have healthy relationships, if he'd been able to manage yeah. his emotions, if he'd been resilient and could grow through the difficulty and bullying that he faced, if he could make responsible decisions, he wouldn't have picked up a gun that morning, shot his mother and then killed nine, 20 first graders and six educators. For sure. Right? Yes. I mean, Fact. I mean, it's just so obvious, right? Yeah. It's so obvious. However, look at the way that we've been doing things forever, right? And this is the way that we're wired to do things. So we, uh, we only have so many resources. So we wait till there's an issue. Oh, wait a minute. There's, the, there's bullying this issue. Okay. Let's focus on bullying. Bullying's an issue. Let's right. create programs that focus on bullying. Let's call them anti bullying programs. That's a double negative, right? Right. Right? Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not enough because they're not working. So let's actually, we're going to have to create legislation that aligns with this focus on this issue, 
right? And uh, hey, let's state mandate and make sure because it's just not working, right? Let's state mandate and and make sure that every child has to go through an anti-bullying program. Right. But the problem with this is it's our it's our negative bias thinking, right? We focus on the negative, even in the title of the program. (laughs) What's the difference between anti-bullying and shoes love? Huge. Um, So so we focus on the negative. And what happens when you focus on something? It grows. Now, wait a minute. Not just anti-bullying. Let's talk about the substance abuse awareness programs that are also state mandated throughout schools. Every child has to go through them. I'll tell you honestly, um, I have uh, an older son, JT. I remember when he was going through his substance abuse awareness program, I believe it was at the middle school in Sandy Hook. And uh, I I used to have dinner parties. (laughs) And uh, so JT would sit there with all of my adult friends. uh, And I remember looking over at one point and he was like mimicking, um, uh, shooting up something, right. Just as a joke, like to, like he was so bored that he was going to pass out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I literally look at him and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. What are you doing? And he's like, Oh mom, I just had substance abuse awareness class today. I know the name of every single drug. I know where to buy it, how to do it what the nicknames are, et cetera. And I'm like, I remember thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something's wrong with this picture. Um, We're focusing on the wrong thing. Obviously, you know, that wasn't my focus then. But now um, we, you know, if you look at the substance abuse awareness programs that are out there like D.A.R.E., they have done a lot of research on them. And we spend tens of millions of dollars every year on these programs, more probably into the billions. And actually, by the way, they're statistically ineffective. Um, That's research wise. But then you could just look at our uh, death rate from overdoses and the amount of substance abuse that we're experiencing. And then that tells you that too. Um, So those are statistically ineffective. So much of what we continue to do, it's like, wait a minute, we're doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different results. Is that the definition of crazy? But here's the deal. This is what I've learned, actually. It's the easiest thing to do. And and it is, at this point, state mandated. And there is, like, state and federal funding for it. By the way, we're paying for this, remember. Right. Um, and what I've realized... so. So what I did was because, you know, my son was priced out of the market, we had spent a lot of money on a certain program and then we couldn't afford to train the teachers. So I was told the program that we purchased never got out of the box. And so literally I turned around and I worked with education professionals and psychiatrists, psychologists, all these different people to create a program that would get out of the box, that was usable, that did not require training, that where the educator could learn right alongside the student. And that's the Choose Love movement. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to create the best of the best programs and I'm going to go out and I'm just going to talk about how important social emotional learning is and I'm just going to give it away. And then everybody's going to have it. Yes. So, uh, but what I realized was that in my in my visits with administrators and and uh, in speaking engagements, I realized then that wow, you know what? It actually takes courage yeah. to do something different, to think a different way. 
Even to think proactively and preventatively rather than reactively takes courage. And so, um, you know, if I look at our map, uh, it's pretty amazing. You can go on our website and look at um, the the schools that have downloaded the Choose Love movement, pretty amazing. Every I saw state, that. it's amazing, yeah. Scarlett. It's amazing. But I think I think what's happening is that we're we are realizing that what we're doing isn't working, and uh, and and then the issue. Uh, then uh, you know, I started promoting early on social and emotional learning as being the number one way to have a safe school. And, uh, you know, of course, in the beginning, I'm getting sideways glances like, what is that woman talking about? Um, What about active shooter protocol? What about arming, not arming school resource officers? What about single point entries and door locks and all of this? And and of course, I always say those things, unfortunately, are necessary. And I'm not taking away from the importance of those external safety measures. But none of that addresses the cause of why a child would want to harm themselves or someone else. The only thing that we can provide in schools is social and emotional learning. And that actually cultivates safety from the inside out. Kids that can have healthy relationships, can manage their emotions, can grow through difficulty, can make responsible decisions, are not going to want to harm themselves or someone else. And so you need both, really, for safe schools. And so that started making sense to people. And literally, if you look at the pathway to violence, I don't know if you've ever seen one uh, as put out by the Department of Homeland Security, but it literally looks like a staircase going from left to right and going up. And uh, and so, you know, it's the stair steps of violence, starting from a grievance all the way into an attack. And then if you look how we've dealt with it, well, how would we deal with it? How are we wired to deal with things? Well, we're going to react, right? Oh, wait, there's an issue. It's, it's, it's the attack. So Hanging let's out at the work top from of the there, right? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's harden schools. So we see over the last couple of years, we've really kind of locked down and hardened schools. But now we're realizing that really the most important part of school safety, and I'm not taking away from the external safety measures, right? Right. Not at all. Uh, exactly. But, but by the way, Sandy Hook Elementary School had all of those external mm-hmm. safety measures, okay? Right. Just so everyone knows. And they had just done an active, an active shooter drill two weeks before. No way. That wasn't followed. So I'm just saying, um, so, so really what we need is the external and the internal safety measures. And um, if you look at how you can address school safety, um, you can harden schools, but the proactive preventative approach is actually focused around school culture. And when you have a loving, uh, compassionate, connected school culture, that can actually reduce and even prevent a grievance before it happens. And it definitely gives kids and educators skills and tools to deal with that and manage that grievance if it does happen. Yes, Scarlett, I want to shout your mission from the top of every mountain <laughs> across the entire world because I try to do that every you day. Do. You Choose do. Love. <laughs> and gosh, I just want you to know how much we appreciate your hard work because it's everything you're saying is so factual. Even so, I heard you say once that even the CIA 
says that this is an effective school initiative. And I, I love this idea of, um, you know, this proactivity. It's like right now amidst this coronavirus mess, I think it's easy to give, you know, parents, uh, we have all parents that listen to the show, this, ana- this analogy of it's so much easier right now to like stay, just stay home and not be in group gatherings and wash your hands 50 times a day and teach your children how, you know, pandemics like this work and just... And just kind of do the hard work it takes to stay, you know, to stay, keep the virus out of your family, right? Rather mm-hmm. than actually catching the virus and getting sick and ending up having to go to the hospital and getting yourself on a respirator and hoping that you survive or not being able to see your family for so long. Like that is so hard to manage once it's actually to that point that yeah. it's easier. And that's why our nation has taken this initiative, right? So it's actually, as I watch it go down right now, and obviously we're filming this at the time of the coronavirus, but I actually, you know, it's hard on our nation, but I love the proactivity that's happening. And if we can translate that into every single area of our life, especially our parenting, especially our family lives, in our school systems, as the way we're raising human beings, it is so important. And I just... I'm so grateful for your work. The the life coaching organization that we're very involved with, it's called um, Your Infant Life. The founder, her name's Pamela Dunn. She actually, when she, there was, again, I don't remember exactly which one. Maybe you do, Terry, because we just interviewed um, the executive director, but it might have been Columbine. Well, was it that no, long ago? Yeah, I think it might have been. Um, but her reaction or her response to that heartbreak that she had was to create um, a program called The Peaceful Project. And they do kind of, you know, very similar to what you do with the Jesse Love Choose Love, Mo- Choose Love Moment movement, where they go into school systems and organizations and they teach emotional literacy. They teach social emotional literacy and, and, um, being able to, you know, feel your feelings all the way through to be able to feel hurt without hurting others. And it's just, Mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful for organizations like yours. And I just want you to know here at Fresh Start Family, we are dedicated to supporting you, um, through all that you're doing. So thank you. I'm, I'm very visual. So what you just described about the, the staircase, yeah, yeah, it seems like everybody just hovers around the top of that staircase Yes. And you're never going to get to the root of it by just snuffing out all the fires that happen at the top and and all the emotions that happen at the, happen at the top. It's just, it's it's too late. And You have to address the cause. You have to address the cause. If you're not, you can't be talking about a solution. You can't. Yes. You can be talking about a Band-Aid, right? Or like something exactly. that may give you a temporary relief. It's the same thing we teach in parenting in our parenting programs at Fresh Start Family, like you have to get to the root. Well, here's the thing too. I think people are always like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. And when you're talking about preventing a school shooting, it's like the stakes are high. Okay. But then I think people still are like, well, that won't happen here. We're like, well, what what is, okay. So what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to have stronger relationships in your home and in your community (laughs) if you just did this anyways. So if you're still like, oh, it's never going to happen to me. Yeah. Uh, It seems like a lot of work, all this stuff. Well, what, what's the byproduct that you're going to get if you're still kind of uh, in that position? If you just do it anyways. If you just do it anyways. I mean, that's where like, you know, here at Fresh Start Family, we're like, you have a choice every day to like the, the saying of family first, but how many people actually do put their family first when it comes to learning something new, uh, putting their energy into um, having strong bonds and relationships versus just being like, 
nope, this is the way it's done. This is yeah. the way it was done to me. This is the way it's going to be done to you. Uh, right. There's a problem. I'll put out the problem when the problem happens. Um, right. It's just, and, and, we got to undo that. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, it's not hard. It's not difficult. Does it take some effort? Yes, it does. Is the reward worth it? in multiples. I mean, I'll just direct you to our choose love for the home. Um, These are free, short, powerful videos that you can watch with your kids. It's directed towards um, elementary school age kids, but you literally sit down and you learn a lesson within two or three minutes and it's fun. It's actually funny because uh, I have a great sense of humor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, and well, actually that, uh, we, we actually focus on fun. Jesse left nice. another message for his big brother who was 12 years old at the time. And, uh, the same day I found the nurturing healing love message, Jesse, uh, JT went into his room and found this little note that Jesse had left on his desk. And when he opened it, it said, have a lot of fun. And you can actually see the actual note if you go to the website. And uh, and I, I saw that and I thought, wow, that's for JT. What a beautiful message for a little brother to leave a big brother. That was what Jesse was all about. Um, but it's also for us. Because when you think about how we're wired, you know, to be reactive and even, you know, we're all connected as human beings by the want and need to love and be loved in that we're all the same. It doesn't matter how old we are, where we live, what language we speak, what religion we practice or non-religion, what gender we are, doesn't matter. We all have the want and need to love and be loved and belong and connect. And we also all feel pain and suffer as human beings. Um, and we all, we all just really kind of ultimately in the end want to be happy and have a lot of fun, but because of, you know, the, the negative bias and the pain and suffering that we all have, that just comes by the way, we don't plan it. It's not like, Oh, I'm so glad I got my pain and suffering out of the way before our, our podcast, because, (laughs) you know, then I'm done for the day. Uh, no, that just comes, but we do have to plan having a lot of fun. Like even parents listening now and you're home with your kids, you kind of realize, uh, within the pandemonium of the day, yeah, we actually have to plan to sit down and play a game and to have fun. So that's part of what we do. And that's what we infused into everything that we do. Uh, it's, it's also fun. It's choosing love but it's also fun. And by the way, it makes you feel so good. And that's really kind of our main goal as human beings every day. We're going to feel good and we're going to do it in only one of two ways based on uh, our education and our awareness. We're going to do it like, believe it or not, even anger sometimes feels kind of good, right? Because you're, you feel powerful, you get a dose of, uh, uh, adrenaline. So you feel energetic and, uh, but you know, prolonged anger is as bad as smoking. What is it? A pack of cigarettes a yes, day for yeah. you. Um, we're going to do it through that. I mean, why do kids bully <laughs> kids bully because they're not feeling good about themselves or someone most likely is bullying them and they just want to off put their pain onto someone else. They're trying to get rid of their pain. Why do we do drugs? We do drugs to try to reduce our anxiety, right? To try to feel good, to try yeah. to get high. 
If you even look at why people join gangs, it's really what they're looking for is a sense of belonging and love. So we're going to do it that way, or we're going to do it by actually what we call choosing love, which is having uh, understanding and practicing how to have healthy relationships, how to manage our emotions, uh, how to be resilient and even grow through issues. That's what we call choosing love. And we're going to do it in one way or the other. But let me tell you something. Uh, it is, it's so much better for you when you do it, the choosing love way for sure. And everybody around you. And then that ripples out and it makes it a safer, more peaceful and loving world. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Yes. Yeah. We take a lot of detours in life. It's like, um, you know, like you're saying, you're drawing a direct line to what we're actually after, where it seems like people just in general just create all these detours in life trying to get there, but they're actually going the roundabout way. And sometimes hurt them well more times than not they hurt themselves in the process and other people yeah and right. yeah and it's so important that listeners you understand that this is you know scarlet ha- talks about it all the time but this is not just this is proven you know it's like here at fresh start family we teach um psychology rooted positive parenting curriculum and it's rooted from dr rudolph dreikers who was you know a child psychiatrist back in the the 60s um 50s he wrote that book children the challenge in 1964 but he talks so much about 
how, the, you know, there's every human being has these needs and belonging and the need to belong and the need to be loved are two of the major needs that when we are empty or we're low on those needs, that's where misbehavior comes from. So it so aligns with your message and his psychology of, of it really is, it will increase misbehavior if our children don't have belonging, if our human beings in our community don't have belonging, and if we don't have love and if we don't um, give love, you know, and there's all different, there's all different layers of, of feeling love and giving love. But what you are doing is pouring into those two areas for human beings, which is for sure proven to reduce misbehavior and and misbehavior looks like in in this scenario something really awful that we want to prevent and Um, you know when you look at the research kids that have social and emotional learning get better grades and test scores i mean that's what well in our previous world that's what we were all worried about right? right right grades and test scores attendance graduation rates all of that are improved but in addition Kids that that have these skills and tools actually have less mental health issues, less behavioral issues. It is a statistically uh, effective way to reduce and prevent bullying. And then they actually have research that is it goes out over 20 years. And so even later in life, those now young adults have less violence and anger, less Mm -hmm. incarceration rates, dramatically less. less substance abuse, less mental illness, and, and uh, even less divorce rates. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I usually throw in a little quip like, see, I could have used it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and okay, so let's, let's go through these four, four areas real quick. The courage, gratitude, forgiveness, and compassion in action. But first, I just want to, we're obviously, we're going to start on the courage part because what we're talking about you know, this being counterculture, countercultural, and even in like in, in your, you know, in this scenario, most people go the route of like fixing the problem, right? And, and a lot of people have a tendency to like maybe take other angles, right? Like it's the norm to talk about um, the external controls like you're talking about, whether it's guns yeah. or protocol and, and right. So this is, this is takes courage to go a different route and take the preventative yeah. route. And I think what, why it, it takes courage is because you have to allow yourself to be scared of like, okay, is this, is this, I don't know. What is the fear? Is it, is it, this is, um, is this going to be worth my time? Is this going to work? Is this actually going to protect our children? Right. But you have to feel that you have to feel that, at that feeling of being scared and then do it anyways, move forward with what Scarlett's teaching you. And that is the courage that I, and I know you'll talk about, you know, you can talk about the courage you teach in this, in the program. It's the same courage, right? But you have to be courageous enough to do something different, like do something different. Don't, you know, like, it's so important. So talk to us about courage as that first point. Yes, actually. So we start with courage because, of course, courage is the most important character value that underlies all the rest. And courage, science tells us, by the way, courage is like a muscle and it needs to be worked out. It, yeah. We need to be aware that we have it and, and we can practice it to strengthen it. And uh Age appropriately, I use Jesse as an example of courage. Of course, uh, when the shooter came into his classroom, um, Jesse stood up to him. And uh, when his gun ran out of bullets, he called to his classmates to run. And he was able to save nine of his classmates' lives before losing his own. He's actually on the short list for the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is uh, the highest civilian honor for his 
for his courage. I Jesse, talk about yes. that <laughs> because that's the same courage that we all have. Like Jesse was a six-year-old little boy. That was a very courageous thing that he did. But we all have that courage. Uh, we just have to be aware of it. And we have to practice it. And uh, and and of course, with that being said. Um, hopefully none of us will ever be called on to, to practice that kind of courage, but there are extraordinary acts of courage. And then there are everyday acts of courage and you and I practice everyday acts of courage, which probably without even realizing it, <laughs> it takes courage to be kind to somebody when they're not being kind to us. Yeah. It takes courage to be our authentic selves, not the people that, uh, other people want us to be or expect us to be. It takes courage to do the right thing, to tell the truth. Uh, it takes courage, by the way, to look our fear in the face, to actually look at it instead of resisting, avoiding, or even running from it, to look at it and to ask, what are the lessons in here for me? So that is, and, and by the way, you get very quickly that these are not kid-centric things. <laughs> these aren't kid-centric things. These are human-centric things. We're all working on this every single day. And, you know, even, even me uh, that talks about this all the time, that, uh, that, that um, teaches this, I have to practice it too. It doesn't mean that I always choose love, right? I don't. I get mad. I do this and that. Of course, anger yeah. is fine. It's trying to tell us something. Um, but when I don't choose love, now I've gotten to the point where it doesn't feel good and yeah. I know what I need to do to correct. And by the way, I practice this entire formula every single day, all day long. And it literally is a method that can lead us to thoughtfully responding with love in any situation, circumstance, or interaction, even COVID-19. And when we thoughtfully respond with love to any situation, circumstance, or interaction, we are taking our personal power back. We're making the world a better place. When we react, which is kind of what we're wired to do, with prolonged anger. Remember, there's nothing wrong with anger. There's nothing wrong with anything yeah. that we feel. But when we react with prolonged anger, hatred, and revenge, we are literally giving our personal power away. We're actually becoming victims. That's the definition of loss of control. And that does not feel good. I ask any audience from kindergartners to CEOs, what does it feel like when you do not have control over a certain situation or circumstance? And they all say, uh, same, same exact answers. Um, yep. Anxious, angry, uh, frightened. But we can. So here's the thing. We can't always control what happens to us, right? None of us could control this COVID-19. But we can control. We can take our personal power back and how we thoughtfully respond to it. When we thoughtfully respond with love, yeah. we are taking our personal power back and we're making the world a better place. So we started with courage, right? We had to start with courage because you need courage to practice the rest of the character values as well. Courage is the most important character value. Um, mm -hmm. And we can practice courage to strengthen it. The next character value is gratitude. 
oh, everybody's heard of gratitude, right? Oh, yes, we know that gratitude is very important. And we know that there's so much research behind gratitude. We know that it's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's really gratefulness that makes us happy. Um, one of the ways uh, we use it, we, we practice it a couple of different ways. One of the ways is using it as a mind shifter, especially in this time, right? So all of those tens of thousands of thoughts that we talked about before, the majority of which are negative and repetitive, they go through our mind single file. So that means we can only focus on one thought at a time. So that means we can only focus on a grateful thought or a fearful, angry, resentful thought. We can only focus on one thought at a time. So sometimes those fearful, angry thoughts are telling us something, right? And giving us valuable information. But when you're ready to shift away out of that lower energy, you can think of something that you're grateful for. And there's always something to be grateful for. Always, always, always. And so when you do that, you've literally shifted away from your negative thinking. And uh, of course, you can rewire your brain to be more grateful and, and for that process to be easier by uh, having a gratitude practice of writing three things down before you go to bed. It makes for better sleep. Getting up and writing three different things that you're grateful for first thing in the morning. It makes for just a better overall day. And, uh, and so that's kind of, we call it the great mind shifter. That's gratitude. Um, and the other thing actually is, uh, and this is just a little tweak that you can do on a daily basis, the get to versus the have to, right. Um, you may have heard about this, right. You, you go through and you say, ah, like me, I live on a farm. I have to feed the animals this morning, right? <laughs> I have to go get the eggs out of the chicken coop. Then I have to come in and I have to make breakfast for my son. Well, just it's just a small shift, but I get to go out and feed my animals. I get to go out to my chicken coop and pick the eggs up. And then I get to go in and make them for breakfast for my son. Like it's interesting because people still come up to me in Sandy Hook. And they say, oh, hey, Scarlett, how you doing? Uh, good, how are you? Oh, my God, I've got to take, uh, what a day, multiple kids to multiple sporting events. Oh, and then I've got to go goodness. home and I have a huge pile of laundry for multiple kids that I have to do. And, of course, have to, have to, how it translates for me is, wow, you get to take right. multiple kids to multiple sporting events? You get to do uh, a huge heaping mound of laundry for multiple kids. Wow, how blessed you must feel, right? Yes. That's a huge get to for me. So anyway, those are two ways to practice, um, but there are many ways. And then when we are practicing gratitude, that literally strengthens us to consider forgiveness. And uh, it's so funny because uh, people use, you know, like when they heard that I wanted to put forgiveness in the program, like early on, everyone said oh my God, forgiveness, that is too lofty a subject for kids. Um, and what we found what? is that um, it is not a lofty subject for kids. Uh, it's actually, and this blows my mind every time, it's actually a lot of times the favorite subject for kids. Kids think it's a superpower. They, they, they think it feels so good to let it go. 
Um, but it is a lofty topic, what we found for adults. <laughs> uh, we don't understand it, really. We are not really sure what it means. We don't talk about it. We don't practice it on a regular basis. But actually, forgiveness is one of the most valuable assets in my healing process. And, you know, my choice very early on to forgive the shooter um, has gotten a lot of attention. But, you know, people say, oh, my God, how could you do that? How could you forgive the, you know, guy that shot your son and create created so much damage? And and I say, you know, at this point, how could I not? (laughs) Because if I didn't, I would be giving my personal power away to the young man who was so troubled that he thought that was the only way out. I would be giving him power over my thoughts that impact my feelings, that then impact my behavior. And why would I want to give any of my power away to the troubled young man that murdered my son? I wouldn't. So forgiveness is cutting the cord that literally would attach me to pain. And I take all of my personal power back through forgiveness. It is so vitally powerful. A lot of people think, oh, well, he doesn't deserve that gift. I'm not going to give him that gift. He doesn't deserve it. But what they don't realize is that it's a gift that you give yourself. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I love the uh, I love the spider monkey analogy. So spider monkeys are this little elusive creature in Africa. And they uh, you can barely see one because they're so elusive. Right. And so hunters like to catch them and um, they've devised an easy way to do it. They drill a little hole in, say, the trunk of a tree, just big enough for a couple of peanuts, a spider monkey's favorite food, and then they leave for the night. And the spider monkey smells those peanuts because they have a very keen sense of smell. And they go up to the tree and they look in, they reach their little tiny hands in, they grab the peanuts. But what they don't realize is that that hole is not big enough for them to pull their fist out with the peanuts in it. It was only big enough for the peanuts, but not a clenched fist with the peanuts. So they're holding onto those peanuts all night long. And then in the morning, the hunter casually strolls up to the spider monkey. The spider monkey sees the hunter and he's trying to get his hand out, but he won't let go of those peanuts. And the hunter Mm. walks right up to the spider monkey, slips a noose around their neck and captures them. And all that spider monkey had to do was let the peanuts go and he could have run away. So my question to your to your listeners is, what are you holding on to, right? What are you holding on to that's trapping you, that's keeping you prisoner? Uh, what is something that you could just let go? What's the gift that you could give yourself? And then once, and by the way, it's forgiveness of yourself or someone else. Mm-hmm. And then that strengthens us to practice compassion in action. So compassion has two components. There's this identifying of a need or empathetic component, and then there's the action component. And when you think about empathy, empathy is necessary for healthy relationships. However, empathy is a painful process, right? It lights up the same receptors in your brain as physical pain when you feel someone else's pain. Compassion, however, and by the way, there is empathy burnout, empathy fatigue, 
sometimes erroneously called compassion burnout or fatigue, no such thing because compassion has this action component is where you actively do something to help ease another's pain. And when you look at the scientific research behind compassion and action, it says all of the, I say, nurturing, healing love that you give out, you get back. So when you have the courage to be grateful uh, even when things aren't going your way, that's when it takes courage. When you have the courage to forgive, even if the person who hurt you isn't sorry, and you have the courage to step outside your own life, your own busyness, distraction, even pain and suffering to help someone else, you've chosen love. And when you choose love, you make yourself uh, better, stronger, and also that ripples out into the world. That's it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Literally, <laughs> Scarlett. This is so amazing. I feel like this is, oh my gosh. I, I'm like speechless. I am so and, moved by your and wisdom. And so you see, oh. you see that it's simple, right? It's, you're like, what? I mean, I've heard of those things before. That's so simple. Is it, could it be that simple? I mean, when I saw the nurturing, healing, love message on the kitchen chalkboard, I'm like, wow. If the shooter had been able to give and receive nurturing, healing love, the tragedy would never have happened. Yes, could it be yeah. that simple? Yeah, it could. Uh, nur- uh, the formula for choosing love. Is it that simple? Absolutely. It's that simple. Now, by the way, though, simple isn't necessarily easy. <laughs> Does it take effort? Absolutely. It takes yeah. attention. It takes effort and it takes practice, 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 practice. But let me tell you something while you're practicing you are improving your life, you're improving your children's lives, you're improving your relationships, your emotional management, you're strengthening yourself in every aspect. You're yes. improving, getting better, and you are also proactively reducing and preventing suffering. Oh gosh, it's so good. Scarlett, one of the, the biggest, I think, key takeaways of your extensive wisdom and just... Um, all of this this beautiful work that you have worked so hard to create um, is the, the action part. So tell us right now as we wrap this up, I, I wish we could talk to you for hours and hours and hours because I don't <laughs> want to hang up this call. But um, tell us about how the listeners can take action because one of the most inspirational things I've heard you say amongst a thousand gazillion billion inspirational things is there is no they with a capital T. We are the ones that are going to create change for the future, right? Like this, this human initiative that you are, are so be- beautifully leading, this movement is something that we all can take part in leading. leading. So talk to us about, uh, tell the listeners um, as we wrap this up where, you know, where they can find you, the website. We're going to put all of that on the show notes page, but how they can take action to become involved with the Jesse, Love, um, Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement. Tell us about what you're doing right now with the coronavirus. Just tell listeners how they can take action to get involved with your incredible organization and movement. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes. I mean, we are the solution. There is no they with a capital T. And actually, these issues aren't political issues, right? They're issues of the heart. And so it is going to be us. 
and everyone can get involved. In fact, that's why we're called a movement. This is the traditional meaning of a movement, right? We, we have been, we have volunteers all over the country and these are people that want to be part of the solution. And there's so many different ways that you can be involved. Um, definitely go on and sign up for our daily dose of love, which is a daily email showing how people are literally choosing love students, educators, parents, and communities all across the country and world. Um, we get so much positive feedback that we have enough information to fill multiple emails, but at least one email a day so that you can see uh, how, what you're, what you're supporting. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, go on and help us spread the message. Um, everything that we do, uh, as far as schools, homes, and communities is no cost. This is so important that no one can be priced out of the market. This is, uh, so vital for survival and for being able to thrive. We know how important this is for kids to learn, but also adults. So go on and, and help us talk about it, spread it on social media. Um, when your kids go back to school, um, bring this, make sure that your school has a social and emotional learning program, by the way, if n for nothing else, school safety. Um, so bring it. And, it, and if they don't say, Hey, this is free. And we have to have a comprehensive year long social, emotional learning program. Uh, the truth of the matter is less than 10% of schools actually teach social and emotional learning the way it's supposed to be taught to make a difference, to positively impact the culture of the school. Most of the schools, 90% check off the box of SEL because they have a week long kindness program. Right. They have a speaker come in, they have after school programs, but they that does not impact the culture of the school. You have to have a year-long uh, social-emotional learning program. And a lot of them out there are very expensive. Um, we're free. Make sure your schools know about it. Even online right now, your kids should be getting social and emotional learning. It is just as important as reading, writing, and math. And by the way, when your kids have social emotional intelligence, those academics come and they get better grades and test scores, especially now in the time of the coronavirus. We need to be giving kids these essential life skills. So, Make sure that your teachers uh, are teaching some amount of social and emotional learning. Go on, download our Choose Love at Home program and sit and watch the videos with your kids. Download the resources, hang our calendars up on the refrigerator, practice these things, um, print off our dinner discussions and talk about it because this is something that you can do together and it will strengthen your bond as a family. Um, we've got infant toddler programming. So the infant toddlers um, that were at daycares, they're now at home. So parents um, read about the importance of attachment and how your baby's brain is forming and what you can do to help facilitate that process. Um, we've got pre-K through 12th grade. It's a comprehensive scaffolded program that's, uh, that's, you know, I don't, I don't know any other program that has everything that we do. None of the other programs is lifespan. We also have a community program. So reach out to your community members and make sure that they know about it. Your chamber of commerces, your PTAs, uh, your pediatricians, make sure that they know about it. And then, um, those that are in business, we have a, a brand new business program wow. and, uh, we developed this, uh, out of popular demand. We had business 
businesses saying, hey, we need you to come in and train our employees. So we're actually this this is the only part of our programming actually that's for sale. But 100 percent of uh, the revenue goes into the 501c3 and turns back around to support the free uh, school home and community programming because this is these are basic human rights and we need to make sure that everybody has them and plus the fact we are all working together to help create the world that we want to live in and i don't know about you but i would like to live in a world where everyone thoughtfully responds with love absolutely yes so listen we're going to be directing listeners because i know you're going to want to dive in uh, to chooseLoveMovement.org and to find you on instagram at choose love movement and over on facebook jl choose love and on twitter scarlett m lewis um wow so so much for so many people so much hope and so many ways to you have to say yes. I mean, it's like you took away all the reasons to say no. Come on, yeah, people, let's do there's this. There's no reason to say no. Let's and you do know, this. for some people, the easiest thing might be just to go onto the website and make a donation. Yeah. Your donations help get this message out. And it is yeah. necessary for our survival, actually, now and for our ability to thrive. Yes, yes, Scarlett. One last thing. I know you're doing some really supportive things around, um, you know, people who are just looking for hope and inspiration in the coronavirus situation right now. So tell us just one more time. We're going to try to get this published really fast, but that's every Thursday over on your Instagram. Is that right? Um, yes. Where you're doing 1230 Eastern. It's just like an hour of inspiration, I think. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's 1230 Eastern Instagram live. I'm going through the formula to be able to choose love in the time of the coronavirus. Nice. And uh, I did hear from Jerry Elena, who runs the business division. And we also have a um, business online uh, webinar, April 8th at noon Eastern. And so, you know, invite uh, everyone to join us for that as well. And then also go onto the website. We have actually a coronavirus tab, Uh, lots of free resources. Uh, for everyone. So please visit the website, go on there, check out our map, uh, check out everything that we have to offer. There's so much and there's something for everyone. Thank you, Scarlett, for being here. Oh my gosh, such such a wonderful episode. Um, We're so appreciative um, for everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, Wendy and Terry. Thanks for everything that you do as well. You're putting out a great message. Oh, so appreciate that. Thank you. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm 
kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.